Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, I'm Jesse McNally, the host of Musicals with Cheese. And today I am absolutely delighted and elated to be joined by Tony winning star of stage and screen, Kelly O'Hara. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for joining me, Kelly. Thank you, Jesse. Nice to be here. Yes, fantastic. Well, I'm going to try to ask you a few like questions you've probably been asked before, and then I'll dive into more wacky ones, and it'll just be a fun time. Um, so my first one is The Gilded Age. I, I just want to know about it. Describe it for me and how you became involved with it. Well, it was uh, the fall of 2019, and I got an audition uh, from Bernie Telsey to come in for this brand new show. Uh all of the pieces of it sounded too good to be true. And um, thankfully, I got the job and I was rare, raring to go March 2020. We did a beautiful table read with some of the most amazing heroes in all of my business sitting around me. And about a week later, everything shut down and we all went home just like the rest of the world. And um, but that company, HBO and that company put put their heads together and they got us up and running by September of 2020. And, and we We've shot the whole first season. Mm-hmm. And that actually falls into my next question, which is it was a COVID production just because of that post COVID. What kind of restrictions did they have, especially consider- compared to other things you've done previously, which were uh, before times? Well, I mean, it's, there's nothing like it. Um, you know, someone would show up the day before you'd get tested. Um, if and when you were, you know, negative, then you would go to the set and then upon a Coming to the set, you'd be tested again um, with a rapid test. And it's always everything was masked. Everything was sanitized. There are new air filtration systems. There's a medical staff on, on hand. Um, you know, you go on to set, you get your hair, hair and makeup done, but then you put your mask back on. You go on to set, you know, someone comes over with a bag. You put your mask right at the last minute into it. Then they say action. And the minute they say cut, that bag is next to you. And you grab your, no one else touches it, but you grab your mask and put it right back on. So there was a lot of, um, you know, figurative walls up everywhere. And yet, you know, we just, there's a lot of sense memory when it comes to work. And we can get right back into what we know um, once the mask comes off. I've watched the pilot, incredible, incredible pilot. Um, but on top of that, there's some incredible outfits that you are putting oh, in. The, um, and you are kind of well known for your quick changes. The King and I quick change is very well known. How long does it take to get into all those corsets and bustles and all that nonsense? 
Well, it takes a good amount of time. They're authentic, uh, you know, lace-up corsets. The thing about television is you have plenty of time. And sometimes you're sitting in the costumes longer than you want to, as opposed to theater where you put it on, you do your scene, and, you, you know, you change. But um, we, we did have the most extraordinary costumes. And, um, and I, I'm so used to wearing corsets that I, I loved them. I felt right at home. <laughs> that, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but you've done both stage, screen, everything. Um, what do you think are the biggest differences you've encountered personally between working in theater where it's eight shows a week and all that, and then TV and film where it's like, all right, I'm in character for about eight minutes. I'm going to take a break, go to lunch, all that. What, what, what is the different styles that you take on for acting in those environments? Well, you know, I love both of them. I'm definitely a theater a person first. You know, I love theater so much. But I was incredibly satisfied and challenged in a good way on this particular show. I think it was being surrounded by so many theater lovers and theater actors and, and the period and the costumes and the, uh, you know, just the atmosphere. But I I feel like that jolt of cortisol, sort of that that stress-induced thing that we do in theater that we cannot live without you don't have that as much in, in television, although there can be moments of great, right when they say action, you get a burst of something and you you have to get it right, but you also have other chances, whereas at theater, you know, you have the one chance. So there there's differences, but then it's all about really getting the truth across, getting uh, something that's authentic and real across. I like to say that, you know, it's still the truth, it's just that you tell it in a whisper for television, and you tell it with a um, with a, a scream in theater. So, <laughs> but it still sh it still should be rooted in reality and truth, in my opinion. Which is fair. Um, this is uh, people on Twitter have been describing the show as a th Avengers Endgame of theater because every five minutes you're just pointing at the screen. Oh my goodness, it's them! Oh gosh! Oh my! So yeah. was that different for like people you've seen in these environments for pr most of your career being in this new TV environment? Was it a different kind of relationship in that way? You know, it definitely is. But I, but everybody on this cast, although they're amazing theater actors, and mostly of, most of them are rooted in theater. They've all also done so much film and TV that mm -hmm. everybody was a pro professional. Um, and and beautiful to work with. We got things done quickly, and um, you know. But to be in the room with them, that challenge was what felt so so wonderful. There was no boredom. There was no there was no time to twiddle your thumbs. I you still I still felt like I wanted to be at the top of my game with these amazing people, and so that that challenge really made me feel um, I don't know. It was it was cathartic and and wonderful. Mm -hmm. Now let's dive a little into theater for a bit. Um, how would you describe your relationship with theater? And what do you think was one of the most inspiring pieces of theater when you were young that was like, oh, I need to do this? You know, I've loved theater my whole life, although I came to theater through movie musicals. I didn't have live theater where I grew up, uh, hardly at all. And uh, aside from school plays or something, you know, mm -hmm. a little school musical or... and. But the first time I ever stood on a stage in school or, you know, in a summer program or something, it just was something I'd never felt before. Um, going into a character, going into someone else's shoes, and then having this relationship with an audience, this sort of collaboration where the energy drives me to be one way and what I give them back is another thing. And um, I knew from a very early age that it was just all I ever wanted to do. And I knew that I had to try. And so 
that would be how I always feel about theater. It is, it is magic to me. It is really magic. And you're someone who has both had to step into some very well-known roles for revivals and all that, and created roles yourself um, in many different times. Which do you find is more daunting? I know it has to be a different process and they have to be daunting in different ways. So how would you describe the difference between those? Well, I try to look at them the same. I look at mm-hmm. the source material. You know, with a revival, you have the option of going and looking at other performances. And I try never to do that because I think to myself, well, why do it if we're going to be doing it the same as it, as it was done before? So you sort of go to the source material with the individual person you are in the individual time this is, you know, when you're doing it and, and decide why to do it now and why didn't and how to do it differently. Um, so in a way, I approach them the same. Uh, there is definitely daunting, you know, characteristics about doing something that was made famous by Julie Andrews or, or Shirley you know, Jones or Mary Martin or um, whoever that I was following and who's, whoever's footsteps. You know, that's always a daunting process, but you have to sort of get rid of that if you can and understand that um, the only way to do this is to bring your individual self to it. And then that passes. And then, t- in my opinion... Um, the difference then would be the audience collaboration because you, in, in doing a revival, you come with a, a an already one understanding of something. You know, the the audience sort of knows what they're in for, and you they're on your side or they're not before you even start. Whereas with a new piece, there's a bit of an introduction that needs to be made, and that's always a, that can be daunting too. So they're sort of equal to me. Which makes sense completely. Just different types of worlds, and you nailed them both in very, very good ways. So how has the theater world changed since you started in the industry? And do you find that it's more of a challenge to join the industry or more easy because of social media and different ways of getting your voice out there? Well, that, you know, you touched on social media, which is is the biggest difference um, as far as starting in the business. I mean, I when I came up, I, I was telling somebody just recently that, when I was just starting, it was so gauche to even send an email, a group <laughs> email to people saying, hey, guys, I'm on Law & Order. Whatever. It was considered so strange to promote yourself like that. Um, and now it's if you don't, then you're not, you know, you're not part of the business. And so that is a very big difference. Kids, kids having to sort of make their own way by prom- self-promotion as opposed to their work being their promotion. Um, that that's that's something that I have to wrap my head around every day, you know, um, and I think in a way as an artist, um, it's a bit of an unfair advantage for the current the current artists because we as artists are not promoting ourselves. We're promoting our being, you know, the the roles we play. We're we're mm-hmm. we're going inside other characters to promote their stories. So um, the more you know about us personally. In a way, the less you might believe us as the characters we play. And so um, I often tell young people, I think, well, we have to do this social media. We have to do this self-promotion, but you have to think about whether you want craft or you want celebrity. Because the more we know about you, the bigger celebrity you you become, the less we trust you in your roles, in a way. It's not always the case, but that happens a lot. And so um, I think for me... For me, it's a balance. It's a balance of remaining um, just mysterious enough that you might come and believe me as Jane Smith a little bit more because you won't see so much Kelly O'Hara in her, you know, 
that's important to me because I want to disappear into Jane Smith when I'm working. I'm just making up a character, but um, <laughs> she sounds Jane. She sounds very boring. But <laughs> I'd pay money to watch Jane Smith the musical or Jane Smith the HBO yeah, right, show. Right. I'll tell you that. But do you understand what I mean? And so that's tougher. But I also, mm. you know, I also when I first came to New York City, I, they let me sing a whole song at my first audition, and now kids get eight bars. So I think in a way, it seems a little harder to me now to really tell people who you are, um, you know, as a performer, to show them what you've got. Um, it's all, we, we like flashes now. We like quick things now. And that's okay because everything is changing. Taste is changing too. And speaking of taste changing, um, I have a podcast on a lot of Sopranos have written into like us and asking about like, where's all the soprano roles. Um, and you are like the soprano Supreme and a lot of young voices like that are coming up and feeling like they're getting belted off the stage. Um, what would be your advice to like young sopranos to be like, Hey, keep going, keep, keep going for it. Well, let's think about it this way. We don't, mm -hmm. you know, sopranos, I've had to find a lot of my work in revivals. That's true. But I also met Adam Gettle and I met Ricky and Gordon and I met Jason Robert Brown. And I said, Hey, could you write something for me that I can sing? So I beg of any young soprano to look next to them in their theater department or their music department and find the young composers and say, let's write something for me. You know, whatever we're doing is just what's there. Like, I'm not a writer. I'm not a, you know, I've written a couple of small songs, but I'm, I'm not going to write a big musical. So what we, what we want to see for ourselves, we sort of have to build it. So we find a team, you know, we find the, the kind of people we want to work with. We, we, the, the stories we want to tell, the, the change we want to make, you know, that's cliche, but we have to be the ones to make it, you know? So if you want your cast to be more diverse, you, you, you join casts that aren't more diverse, or you, you work with producers who want to hire more diverse casts or, or have different, you know, diversity on, on the, in, as the producer, you know, or the casting office or whatever it is, you, you have to make the choices for you, yourself if you can, um, you know, because I've, I've admittedly done the work that was there for me to do. And, and then in the beginning, and then when I thought, well, I'm not going to have a place here unless I start to reach out. Um, once I met Adam and he, he had written light in the piazza and talked to Jason about writing bridges in Madison County. Then I started to feel like another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can sing the way I want to sing if I... If, if I find the people who want to write that way, you know, so Young Sopranos, it doesn't mean we're completely obsolete. It just means that, you know, you need to step up and say, this is who I am. You got something for me? You know, that's that's an incredible response. And uh, very, very good advice, because I was like, as a, someone that will never be a soprano, I was like, I, I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good world for sopranos right now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, it hurts a little bit because I'm like, man, the, some of the best songs ever were written as Sopranos and they've lasted the test of time. And then some of the most belty songs from the 90s kind of kind of disappear. So, well, hopefully somebody hears that and will write, you know, at least a, an occasional soprano song in, in shows once in a while, you know. So let's talk once more about the Gilded Age. Got to full circle this again. Um, so the Gilded Age, we, we have a pilot, a wonderful, wonderful pilot. Um, not asking for sneak previews, but what what are we to expect from the rest of the show? What what would you tell to keep us like, hey, go watch the show right now? Well, if if you're Julian Fellows fans um, mm-hmm. or or otherwise, I mean, you you have to know the characters first, and so there's a lot of introduction. Yes, admittedly, and he does have a lot of storyline, but that's what makes it so delicious. You know, if you were a Downton Abbey fa- a fan, um, I think that as we go, you're going to really be able to dig into some of these character stories. Um, and it, it, there's so much going on. There's, um, that, that is delicious and juicy. You know, you have the upstairs downstairs life, of course, and the relationships there and the mysteries that are, that unfold. Um, I know that my character gets more and more interesting as she has to bridge a gap between old money and new money. Um, I really enjoyed playing that particular sort of role because it allowed me to sort of be in, live in both worlds. And so that that has been really exciting. And if you continue to to invest in these characters, you'll see how they unfold. I'm about to say Monday nights are like kind of set aside for me from now on for like a, the next couple of weeks. Um, and I swear I I screamed when you came on screen because I, I did not know you were going to be in it until I watched it. And I am just so excited to tell you that to your face because <laughs> it, it was remarkable like literally um for a theater kid this is a dream and the writing and all that content is also just absolutely fantastic now are you down to get a little chaotic with me here as we get closer to the end 
Why not? <laughs> All right. So my podcast is called Musicals with Cheese. Um, it is a gimmick that we just kind of make fun of, like the arbitrary rating systems of a lot of like critics. Um, so at the end of every episode where we talk about a musical, we literally just give it a rating of cheese based on whatever criteria we want to give it. We justify it however we can, and it becomes a contest at the end of every episode. So I'm going to ask you, because you have a long list of wonderful things you've been a part of, to rate your own work as cheese. What cheese would go best with each piece you've been involved in? <laughs> um, this oh, is a, a truncated list. Um, you have way too many credits for us to do everything, but here is a good amount of lists. So let's start very early on with Jekyll and Hyde, where you were a replacement, weren't you? I was, yes, in the Broadway show, uh, yes. Um, for me, that was uh, that was a bit of a stinky cheese. <laughs> 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 Not because I didn't enjoy, um, you know, I had done the national tour, which was so much fun. By the time I got into the Broadway production, it was closing. It was really close oh. before it closed, and the audiences were, were dwindling, and the people were tired, and um, I certainly was all chipper and probably was not, you know, the most welcome person. So I think it was a bit of a, um, or maybe it was just I don't know what to call it, a Velveeta. I don't know. Oh, I like that one. That, that's a good. That's a good choice. Um, next up, Dracula the Musical. Hmm. I think, you know what, I'm going to change my mind about, I'm going to call Dracula the, the Velveeta because it, the, the audience was, were liking Dracula until we got our reviews. So it's one of those <laughs> guilty pleasures that people, they love the melty cheese uh, Velveeta queso, but they don't really want to admit it to anybody. <laughs> and I actually really like Dracula the Musical. I feel like that got a lot of unneeded like attacks on that show. Well, I, I didn't read them, but all I know is that all of a sudden we were closing. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're, we're going to hop a little bit further into the future. Lighten the Piazza. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, the most amazing Italian creamy um, cheese that you would serve with, you know, a beautiful compote of something, some fruit fig. I don't know. It's just gorgeous and delicious, salty and sweet, and just pour it over me. <laughs> that that is a great and i cannot disagree with that one um we're jumping a little bit in time carousel oh carousel uh that's sort of it, that's sharp sharp and and complicated <laughs> so like uh blue cheese maybe mm, i like, like a that gorgonola or something <laughs> No, no, that's a good one. But the, my first question anytime says anyone says blue cheese is like, do you mean the dressing or the cheese? Oh, no, the cheese, like crumbly <laughs> and complicated and then maybe satisfying in certain parts and then like, no, thank you in others. That is the most accurate way to describe carousel as a whole. And that was brilliant. I could not have said that better myself. Um, I did not put this on my list, but I know I wanted to ask it. My fair lady. Oh, Wow. Well, would it be like, what is my favorite cheese? Uh, that would probably be um, like some sort of manchega, you know, like it's, it's hard, you know, but like tough and strong, but like salty and like gritty and, and delicious, but also seems like it could be like a, uh, a peasant's cheese that's been made fancy just because. I need to hire you. You, you would be the best <laughs> at cheese ratings. Um, this is so much fun. I am in heaven right now. The Bridges of Madison County. Oh, okay. Um, 
like a burrata, you know, but not, not with the sweet, not served with grilled peaches or anything like that. It's the burrata that's served with a really roasted spicy tomato and you put it over like a crispy, um, you know, baguette so that it's crunchy and warm and savory and satisfying, but also soft. Perfect. 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 Um, I can listen to you describe cheese for the rest of my life. So, um, I'm, I'm actually, this is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're getting to like lunchtime. So maybe, maybe this is bad timing. Um, next up the King and I, the King and I, let's see. That's interesting to me. Uh, uh, that one's not coming quite as easily. I think, I think maybe, why don't we go with something that's incredibly satisfying but has like lots of flavor and spice, but seems really simple too, like a borzin or something like that, you know, with like herbs and, but it's, it, but it's, it's really easy and creamy and you can eat a lot of it. Um, but it's, but it's not boring, you know, it's, there's, there's some, there's some oomph to it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Then we got Kiss Me Kate. Oh, <laughs> Kiss Me Kate, fun cheese. Um, fun let's say uh let's say like a horseradish gouda Ooh, it sounds very gouda to me <laughs> all right and then of course the end the cheese talk we're gonna do the gilded age <laughs> okay um well that will have oh my goodness we had one day on set i don't even know it was like a pork cheddar it was soft but it was this big huge wheel like this big and it was they bought it at this beautiful cheese place <laughs> in Perrytown, New York, and I could have eaten it all day long. I don't know what it was called, but it was the brightest orange, and it was soft, but it was so delicious and salty. And so that is the cheese, and I'm going to figure out what kind it is, and I want some of it right now. I, I am jealous of that cheese. Um, yeah, I, I wish I could try it. Um, so... That wraps up the cheese talk, and I thought that would take a little longer than it did, but you you knocked them out real quick. Let me just say that. So I guess my improvised final question really is going to be something along the lines of, what's next for Kelly O'Hara? Are you going to keep going the TV route? I mean, I'm sure this will get revived for like a thousand seasons the same way Downton Abbey did, but... Well, you know, it's so funny because the minute you do a little bit of television, you get so many messages. Don't stop singing. But that's so silly because we just we just want to do a lot of a little bit of everything, or at least I do as a performer. And so doing a little television will never take me out of doing, you know, out of singing. I mean, I've got a concert tonight, you know, so it's uh, um, I'll always do concerts. I'll always look for theater. I have a theater project I've been working on, another Adam Gettle, Craig Lucas um, show, written show uh, based on Days of Wine and Roses. So we'll see when that's going to happen. And I'm working on the hours that we'll do at the Met in the fall with Renee Fleming and Joyce DiDonato. So I've got lots going as far as live performance goes. Um, but yes, I will, I will happily keep doing um, The Gilded Age. And I had so much fun on my other show, The Accidental Wolf. I'm sorry that that will be over soon. So anyway, I, I want to do a little bit of everything. Um, is there anything big? Like if they start asking you for Marvel movies, are, are you going to be like, well, oh. I'm open. shoot, I'm open for everything. Are you kidding me? Yeah. My, my kids, I'll finally be, uh, understood by my children. If, if I do that, what they don't, they don't understand that mommy goes out, sings and yeah. makes people cry. No, 
No, they, they, they do support and love what I do, and they love coming to the theater. They loved Kiss Me, Kate and King and I, but um, they do not want me to be practicing opera in the house. That's for sure. They're over that. <laughs> Um, is there any song they'd rather you be singing? Or they, they like, come on, sing Megan the Stallion or something. No, because if I try to do that, then they're even more embarrassed and they tell me to quickly be <laughs> So there's really nothing. I, I can't win, but um, they, they're very sweet. No, they're very sweet, but they would prefer me just to, they, they would, if I would have stayed in Kiss Me Kate for the rest of their lives, they would have been happy. They loved that. They loved this, the cast, the theater, the songs, everything. I, I can't blame them there. <laughs> well, Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything else you want to say to the people that listen to my cheese podcast before we wrap up? <laughs> no, but thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And this, this was a joy. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.